Hello and welcome to another episode of IJS Speaks. Today is November 17th, 2020, uh, sometime in the early evening, Eastern Standard Time. So Asian markets are currently in session. Okay, so looking at the dashboard, um, one quick note about um, about a change that I noticed in the uh, in the correlations on the dashboard. And by the way, the dashboard looking at uh, the dollar, gold, U.S. ten-year S and P, and crude oil. Uh, the 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 sentiment that I am seeing on the dashboard is a risk on sentiment first of all but the change that I have noticed is uh well two things one the correlation between the dollar and gold and the correlation between the uh, the tenure and the dollar so typically when I look at uh, the safe haven assets or the safety assets versus the risk assets, it typically grouped the dollar and the U.S. tenure together for, you know, basically representing liquidity and safe haven, low risk type of uh, deal. And then that would be compared against the, uh, the S&P gold and crude oil representing the risk asset side of the market well correlations are also important and as markets evolve correlations tend to evolve as well so over the last few trading sessions I have noticed that the dollar and gold which for the longest have been inversely correlated and have been moving with a strong inverse relationship to each other uh, their correlation is drifting into positive territory and at the same time the correlation on the tenure and the dollar uh, instead of um, the two being positively correlated and moving together as safe haven assets the correlation is drifting negative and uh, similar to what I saw following the uh, that period of uncertainty about the vote count and the electoral college assignments uh, around the US election where the 10-year uh, treasury started trading like a risk asset um, I'm seeing that similar similar price pattern pattern happening again so I'm looking at now my risk assets being the 10-year treasury, the S&P, and crude oil, and my uh, my safe haven assets as of uh, as of you know this trading session uh, is the dollar and gold. Now, with that layout being said, I'm looking at selling pressure in both the dollar and gold which are the safe haven assets and simultaneous uh, buying pressure 
for my risk assets, which would be the 10-year, the S&P, and crude oil. So going into uh, the Wednesday session in Asia, Europe, and the Americas, I do expect to see further weakness in the dollar, um, also corresponding with weakness in gold prices, and further appreciation in the price of the 10-year, which would push yields lower. I also expect that the S&P 500 equity markets to take a leg higher and also for crude oil to take a leg higher or at least have a little bit of support in prices going into the next couple sessions. So that's the that's the first thing I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring to everyone's attention. Other than that, um, nothing to report on the trade book. Uh, no real, uh, no real opportunities to uh, to sell out of, uh, or no real signals yet to sell anything that's uh, that's on there. Um, the 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 SPY straddle. That's actually that that position's down a little bit after uh, the first couple of sessions of trading, um, but that's really because the price hasn't necessarily moved that much in the SPY or in the S&P. Um, it's been kind of uh, kind of bouncing sideways, and um, so that uh, that depreciation on the spread basically just represents the time value eroding away in the contract. So, well, the time value eroding away on two contracts because I've got both a call and a put. But, you've got a couple more trading sessions till expiration. Expiration is not until Friday, so, you know. Again, still looking for a little bit of volatility one, one, one direction or another. Gold didn't really move much in the uh, the European and the American session um, coming into this evening uh, the Asian session it's looking like it's starting to show a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, room for movement to the downside so we'll see how the options on GLD reprice at 930 in the morning when New York opens um, hopefully hopefully the uh, Hopefully the price can move and it can get me uh, a bit closer to uh, to start liquidating some of these positions as we get closer to the weekend. And then the tenure, of course, the uh, the straddle on the tenure is doing lovely. Seems like for some reason investors are uh, are in, are interested in buying up. Uh, 10-year treasury notes and at the same time they're uh, they're also interested in buying stocks <laughs> and energy-based commodities oh and also sitting on um sitting on corn corn has moved actually I've been looking at corn today um, I have a future spread on it and also being long front month and short a back month on corn well okay let me back up the same approach with the euro the uh, euro US dollar features 
but for some reason maybe it's due to market liquidity maybe it's due to the exchanges that they're priced on or how the how the the contracts are priced but long story short the euro us dollar positions offset each other much much closer so the difference between the two the spread has been fluctuating between about down to $2.50 to about up $2.50. Meanwhile, the underlying contracts have been jumping around because the dollar had been moving today. But the actual spread itself, you know, has been fairly stable. Same approach with corn. But there are some maybe liquidity disparities between the front month and out to March 2021 but the spread between the two has actually been appreciating in value while holding on to it which has been beautiful because it's been adding to uh to the buying power in the uh in the in the account so but interestingly enough if i were to have that same position with the same net outcome which is buying one and and uh, selling the other to offset but instead i were to sell the front month and buy the 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 future the the next ex expiring contract that spread would be down right now so yes the the approach to buy long and short wait for the move to a major reversal point sell a profitable contract and trade the reversal that in theory is, a, is an approach that can be taken but there is room for mispricing and mismatching across the calendar in futures and I guess it probably is based around liquidity but depending so so if you can do a pair trading analysis that would be great because then you can look at you can look at the price action of buying one ver while selling the other one which would show you okay well if the price action has been trending higher then that's a position that would be beneficial to hold on to because of how the prices are naturally unfolding or drifting versus if uh you did the pairs analysis and the price action was trending lower you would you would be losing money to to hold on to the position so that's it that's something something to keep note of that when doing uh when doing long and short positions with futures calendar spread wise it's important to um to if you can first do a pairs trading analysis to look at how the spread between the two have been uh have been trending in recent times because that would show you whether or not holding that spread in your portfolio would be beneficial or adverse 
just simply based on how the uh, how the two different contracts are uh, are being priced relative to each other. So that was interesting. That was something I stumbled upon today. And luckily enough, by accident, the uh, the the pairs analysis that I did after entering the position confirmed that it would be beneficial to hold the uh, hold the position with that configuration. But I could have easily, you know, um, set it up in the opposite direction. Same outcome, basically buying one, selling the other. Just that that small mispricing, you know, creates an opportunity, I guess, for arbitrage. And again, that that effect is multiplied if you start holding multiple contracts. So something something to keep in mind, especially when playing with futures contracts, and especially with um, some of the uh, the smaller, less liquid contracts, you do have opportunity for mispricing or or you know liquidity effects on on pricing over it over the calendar so but it's an opportunity to you know to sneak a little bit of you know extra return in your portfolio just for holding on to a position that technically over the long term should be, should hedge out to roughly zero anyway roughly so but other than that um oh and then the uh, spot currency markets the New Zealand overnight last night um, bounced around a little bit. Trailing stop loss was tight. Um, let it run overnight. Woke up this morning, looked at it, got stopped out. It was profitable, small profit, but it was profitable, which basically, in in my mind, amounts to earning interest on the balance in my forex account overnight. So, I mean can't ask for more than you know that's more than more interest than I would earn on deposit anyway so can't be mad at, mad at that in the forex account uh, I currently have a US dollar Canadian dollar position the position is down from when I opened it it is lining up with the fundamentals of the trade that I'm trading on the on the derivative side of the portfolio, which is why I'm letting the position run. But from a money management standpoint, I do have my breakers in place to get me out of the position if it really and truly just goes rogue. But I'm watching that overnight. Um, so, trade book is roughly the same from where we left it. Markets really haven't done much. Haven't had an opportunity to sell anything yet, but the week is uh the week is is young. Well, not young. We're about halfway there. So we had very low volatility coming into the first half of the uh, trading week. Uh, relatively low volatility coming out of the back half of the last trading week. So going into the back half of this trading week, my expectation is for some kind of volatility to pick up in markets. 
because traders need something to trade. Okay. So on that note, I'll wrap it up. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at contact at runthenumbers.biz. That's contact at R-U-N-T-H-E-N-U-M-B-E-R-S dot B-I-Z. And I'll try to either answer your question uh, during the next episode or at least respond to your email by the next episode if possible. Don't hold me to that though, but that's the goal. So until next time, when in doubt, take profits, happy trading, capital gains.